0: This is the Diamond Hogs Podcast with Mason Choate and Robert Stewart. We're back. The Diamond Hogs Podcast. If you haven't listened to this podcast, we are the premier Razorback Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Choate. I'm joined, as always, by Robert Stewart. We're part of the Hogbeat.com podcast network, H-A-W-G-B-E-A-T.com. I'm the managing editor of Hogbeat.com. Robert has taken the title of baseball boy at hogbeat.com. We also have producer Christian. He's off the camera. We don't want you to see his face, but we have producer Christian with us. He came on with us like midway through last year, and we ended up, he came to Omaha with us. We had a great time. I
1: was about to say shout-out to those of you who
0: listened in Omaha and got to see producer Christian's yes, face. he got to get on camera during Omaha. But this is the third season of the Diamond Hawks podcast. If you're not familiar with our work, I mean, like, what are you doing, first of all? And second of all, this is going to be your go-to every Monday, every Friday, and then every once in a while, like opening weekend, we will do game recaps like right after the game, like short little 20-minute things. But we're very excited. We've had a lot of players on, a lot of former players, and we plan on doing that this year as well, including today, Tavian Josenberger. Your new leadoff hitter. Your new leadoff hitter, and you know everybody who listened to the podcast was familiar with the Zach Gregory. He gets on base. Moneyball clip. Tavian Josenberger is the new Moneyball guy, and so we plan on trying to make him a regular. We'll see if he wants to do it, but we want Tavian Josenberger to know that we're his guys. You know, like nobody is going to support him on social media more than we will. Nobody supported Zach Gregory on social media more than we did, but he didn't want to come on the podcast, and he is now at Grand Canyon University. So best of luck to him. Wish him the best of luck. But we have so much to get to. We kind of have to preview the entire season on this episode because our next episode, which will be on Friday, will be previewing the College Baseball Showdown. Can't wait. We're so excited. We're going to be going to Arlington, courtesy of Matt Morris State Farm. He is back. Sponsoring the podcast again this year, and we love Matt Morris at State Farm because he's a proud supporter of the Diamond Hogs podcast. He's a University of Arkansas alum, he's a State Farm agent, and he is your good neighbor. But did you know that State Farm has surprisingly great rates too? Yes, they do. Along with good neighbor service, State Farm agent Matt Morris has surprisingly great rates for everyone, not just those in the Central Arkansas area, which is where he's located, but in all of Hog Country. Give him a call. 501-568-3222. They also have life insurance, which helps your life's moments live on. Whether it keeps paying the mortgage, maintains a current standard of living, pays off debts, pays for college, the life insurance you choose can be there when it's needed most by your loved ones. And you can get that with Matt Morris State Farm. Once again, that number is 501 568 three two 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 individual premiums will vary by customer all applicants subject to state farm underwriting requirements
1: all right i think we need to lead off with the jackson wiggins news robert yeah i mean that's there's there's really no other place to start i mean it's it's unfortunate to see you know who you who you expected to be your ace go down for the second straight season uh we were told monday after after the scrimmage at bomb that Jackson Wiggins was dealing with some soreness, and that was as specific as it got. And then, what two and a half days later, dude needs Tommy John surgery. Yeah, unfortunate stuff.
0: And I think the the thing at the time when we heard it was soreness, I think they thought it was soreness. Right. From what we've heard to a from a credible source is that it started three weeks from, let's see, Thursday ish, like uh, about three weeks from there. Uh, prior to that. And it was just, like, soreness, tightness in the arm. You know, he he pitched the inning. He pitched one inning. That's all he threw so far
1: in preseason scrimmages. It's, it's notable that every other pitcher who has started for the Razorbacks in calendar year 2023 has worked into the second inning. So yes. I didn't think much of it at the time. But, you know, looking back at it, it, it I guess it checks out.
0: Well, and also, like, I mean, he threw a bullpen a week ago from what we were told. And they went and got a... <clears throat> an MRI would die, which I don't ask me what that means, but that's what they did, and it revealed that he has a torn UCL, and he's going to have Tommy John surgery, and he won't pitch—likely won't ever pitch for the
1: Arkansas Razorbacks again. And, and we will never see the Jackson Wiggins revenge tour that—you know, it was shaping up. Like, I don't know— it 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 became apparent to me when when the news broke and the, the initial reactions came out But it came it became apparent to me that I don't know if everybody realizes how big of a deal this is like he He was supposed to be the projected ace. Everybody knows about his velocity um, but you've heard all fall all off season really about how his off-speed pitches have have developed we talked to Matt Hobbs on Monday and He was like, yeah, I mean he's he's rounded out his arsenal he, He's he's gonna be a much more effective pitcher because you know hitters are going to be guessing against them. They they were able to jump all over that fastball even though it was you know Touching 99 sometimes because they knew it was coming. That was the only thing he could throw effectively, but you know he was he was he, He'd he added a, a change up another off-speed pitch. I think and maybe even a fourth um, he, he was he was truly geared up to to take on the ace role, and it's just unfortunate
0: Yeah, you know, I mean a lot of people, you know, like you mentioned they were saying acting like it wasn't a big deal It is a big deal the good thing though is that this is, according to Dave Van Horn, his deepest pitching staff that he's ever had. So, you know, if there if it was to happen to any team, any pitching staff, this is the one, but it's still unfortunate you feel for Jackson Williams. as a I mean, it's a guy that you wanted to have, but Arkansas is still a potential college World Series team without him because they have three other guys lined up that will likely be the starters and they're very talented. Starts with Hagen Smith, sophomore left hand pitcher. You remember him for last year. He's got another
1: year under his belt. Velocity, you know, it's just as good if not better. I mean he's added a cutter to yeah. his to his repertoire. We learned that from Tavian Josenberger on Thursday. Tavian Josenberger. Uh Will McIntyre, who on this
0: podcast we have declared him as the twenty twenty three Golden Spikes Award winner.
1: Yeah, you've seen all the NFL script memes. This is in the college baseball script.
0: It is. You know, and it's, I mean, it's kind of working out. Like, if he's in the starting rotation,
1: it could happen. Matt Hobbs called him a head-on-the-pillow type of starter. What does that mean? He'll put you to sleep? You'll you'll rest easy at night knowing he's on the hill, I think is what he meant. Oh, okay. Uh, No, I mean, like, Will
0: McIntyre, I I just worry with the Golden Spikes campaign. He's not a high-strikeout guy. And you gotta have the numbers, you know.
1: Have, have an ERA better than Kevin Cops?
0: <laughs> ah, that's gonna be hard if you're a starting pitcher. Um, and then Hunter Holland, Eight. talented JUCO lefty. I mean, the MLB scouts rave about the guy.
1: He's already been drafted.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like, I mean, he's. I I think he's a name that not a whole lot of Razorback fans know yet, but you will know him.
1: A, a lot of pro people have him on their radar. I mean, yeah. he's. Uh, Woody Williams was the pitching coach at San Jacinto. Uh, a lot of people talk about him and his. You know, I I couldn't name the guys that he's that he's coached off the top of my head, but I know he's a big name in baseball. Just moved over to Texas or TCU because there, there'll be some sort of reunion uh, in Arlington. TCU. Some sort of reunion in in Arlington. Um, but having worked under him, uh, I think a lot of people are confident in in Holland's abilities.
0: Yeah. Plus, I mean, it's another left-hander in the starting rotation. Uh, that's always good to have. And then you have a guy like Zach Morris coming out of the bullpen. I mean, Arkansas's pitching staff, like we mentioned, still deep. And, I mean, you have guys like that they added like Cody Frank. Cody Frank, you know, he. I mean, he could spot start. He could be a long relief guy. The, I mean, the, Cody Adcock. like this. We'll, and we'll get into more of the pitchers. Uh, a lot of people want to hear about the lineup too a ton of new faces only two faces that started last year and Peyton Soval and Brady Slavens who by the way I think they're going to have huge years. Yeah, why not? I think Brady Slavens I everybody's talking about, you know, he's a, a high strikeout guy, can't hit the off speed I think Brady Slavens is out to prove something this year.
1: Yeah, and I feel like he's probably taken some expectations off himself too. Like, you know, at at this point, he's he's old, right? Like he's going to he's going to struggle to get drafted. So I think Part, part of his decision to come back, you know, it's like he's, he's probably treating this as, you know, he's happy to be here, right? Have fun in your final year of eligibility. He, he, he knows his professional prospects are probably not what, what they once were. So I think if he's, if he's just out there to have fun, then you're, you're going to see that in, in his statistical production. I think it's the same case with Peyton Stovall, too. It, right, it, he's taking yeah. expectations off himself as well, and I maintain that I, from watching him as as a freshman in the fall of twenty one. Uh, I mean, he he's he's one of the most patient hitters I've ever seen at the plate. Like he's he's going to be a, a difficult bat to fight off at number two in the order. Yeah, and we
0: we heard from Dave Van Horn that during that two week period that Peyton Stovall took off last year, him and so Van Horn and Stovall had a conversation. It was really just like take the pressure off, just go play baseball. That's all you got to do. And then you saw him in the postseason when he had that pressure off, when he was just playing baseball, doing what he's good at. He was, I mean, he was one of the, I mean, I think statistically the best bat in the Arkansas lineup. So um, if you can get that stove, plus he's at, you know, his natural position of second base, I think he's going to have a great year. Where he looks great, by the way. Yeah. I mean, it's, t- it's tough to lose a gold glove guy and Robert Moore. Sure. Yeah, and those are huge shoes to fill. Now, is Peyton Silva going to be Robert Moore? Probably not. Not in the field. Gold glove winner.
1: I mean, he's he's he, still going to be an above average guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. But Robert Moore was like pro ready. And that's what we always heard was Robert Moore and Jalen Battles. You could, I mean, their defensive abilities translated to the pro level at, while they were at Arkansas. So let's get Christian in here. Christian, you haven't said anything yet. Go ahead.
1: Welcome back. Yeah.
2: Yeah, happy to be back in the studio. It's been a long offseason. I'm just glad we got baseball coming up soon. Um, but one thing on Jackson Wiggins, I just wanted to bring up, it's the second year in a row that, you know, we've lo- we've lost an, a potential ace, Peyton Pellet last year, and now Jackson Wiggins. And I know it didn't really affect the season because they obviously made it to the College World Series and went really deep. But h- how do you think that affects the team going into the season losing their ace like I know people just have to step up and like like you guys have been saying we do have a deep pitching staff so it's not I don't think it'd be much of an issue but
1: right I mean it sucks but like the blueprints in place I mean obviously I'm trying to view this from an optimistic lens right but like you said they did it last year they they know how to go through this yeah but um, that's
0: a, that's another thing that you think about with last year's team though what if Peyton Paulette is healthy I mean, like, because you're you're the, they finished third in the country. I hear what you're
1: saying, but you still have to get all those hits against Dylan Delucia.
0: You do, but like, also also maybe you're not playing Dylan Delucia because you already beat Ole Miss twice. Maybe you know,
1: maybe. Well, I mean, like, you can't really play that was, game. But I, was it Zach Morris who who started the first game against Ole Miss that they lost?
0: I think so. I think it was. And then who started the second one? Was it? Hagen Smith. Hagen Smith. And he had a good start, didn't he? Mm-hmm. he that was
1: five innings with one earned
0: run. Because that, that was big time. Because at that time, Hagen Smith was the best closer in college
1: started baseball. started again, had
0: he? Huh? I don't think he had. I mean, like, I can't remember the last time he had started. But he he was the best closer in all college baseball
1: for, for like a two-week span mm-hmm. in the postseason. Well, because he had that one save against, against Oklahoma State. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, Zach Morris did start that first game. Didn't make it out of the first inning, so they were forced to use seven pitchers in that game, and they gave up thirteen runs. So maybe, maybe I guess. ah.
0: Here's the thing about Jackson Wiggins that people don't realize. Everybody thinks of the Jackson Wiggins that, that you're used to. That you're used to, like one weekend you get him for six innings, the next you get him for a third of an inning, and he gives up four runs. You know, he's taken that next step. Here's the thing about Jackson Wiggins, when you when we when we talk to people who know more baseball than we do. Um the word with Jackson Wiggins that you hear more often than any other word is effortless. And that's hard to come by. And that's why he's I mean, he's still going to be a top 5 round draft pick. He I mean, if he was to throw this year and pitch above average, he was going to be a first round draft pick cuz he has all the intangibles and he it just comes effortless to him which is why this whole UCL Tommy John thing was a big surprise. Unless, to him as well is what we're hearing.
1: Right. And and you know with his with his draft stocks again like let's let's look at history, right. Mark Adamiak who did nothing of note for Arkansas last hey, year.
0: Mark Adamiak Arkansas cannot claim
1: him by the way <laughs> even though they do. He transferred to Missouri before he got drafted. Yes, he did. But Mark Adamiak who did nothing of note for Arkansas last year was drafted during the twenty-round draft, because he can throw hard, yeah. like Jackson Wiggins was already going to be drafted, and now that he's rounded out his his arsenal more, like that that does everything for him. Yeah, I wanna I wanna read from from our stat sheet from the fall scrimmages <laughs> that that we went to. Uh, Jackson Wiggins appeared in six games, started four, posted a zero point seven five ERA, which far and away was the best on the team. Yeah, he pitched twelve innings, whip under point six. By the way. Uh, three runs, one earned, all fall. Two walks, 22 strikeouts. An 11-to-1 yeah. to, to b ratio. Yeah. Opponents hitting just one for nine against him.
0: Yeah. Pretty crazy.
1: 16.5 K-per-9.
0: and But there's still going to be those people who are listening to this and they're like, okay, well, that was scrimmages against the same team, against the same batters he's seen over and over again,
1: which is fair. Right, and that's, that's exactly why I'm not... Worrying about Zach Morris struggling in the fall.
0: Yeah, we got to get to Zach Morris's struggles. There's a lot to talk about. There is a lot to talk about. Um, that's that's what's so tough because we're gonna have Tavian Josenberger on as well. So we got to hit this stuff quick. Okay, I, we're gonna we're gonna do this real quick. Uh, preseason All SEC Peyton Stovall Brady Tiger named first team preseason All SEC uh, Stovall of course first team second baseman Tiger first team relief pitcher. Both those guys, second team all Americans from D one baseball preseason, of course. Arkansas picked to finish third in the SEC West by the league's coaches, behind A and M and LSU. I thought it was interesting. Does A and M return a
1: lot? I don't know. I honestly don't remember. I do know that they'll be in Fayetteville this year.
0: LSU, of course, we know they're. I mean, they're loaded, but you know, it's shaping up to just be like. A repeat of Arkansas and I was Tennessee. about to say,
1: what's stopping them from being the next curse of the one seed? Yep,
0: yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, there were some other uh, preseason honors. Uh, who else was named preseason All-American? Uh, Jared Wegner, I think that was from the College Baseball Writers Association. Yeah. Hagen Smith by maybe Collegiate Baseball. I I don't have all this pulled up in front of me. Um, Peyton Soval and Brady Tiger. I think it was the four preseason all-american guys um let's see what else we're just trying to hit some headlines oh i think uh arkansas number six d1 baseball preseason poll uh which is the only one that matters you're not going to hear us sitting there were eight huh There There were eight were they eight okay uh d1 i i need to confirm this Mm -hmm. they were six and
1: something but they were eight and d1 are you sure are you sure? Robert? About ninety eight percent. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure?
0: You wanna ask me if I'm sure again? I I'm trying to fill some space while I look <laughs> it up. Yes, Arkansas is number eight. Okay. Um Okay, number eight, D1 baseball poll is the only one that matters because that's the one that the NCAA uses, so we're not going to do any other stupid polls because college baseball polls are stupid, especially in the preseason. Especially in the preseason. <laughs> I, I, I do not envy the person who has to go look at all these teams and decide who's
1: going to be good. And then get hate online for whatever you yeah. decide. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: Arkansas will play 10 regular season games on national TV. Uh, that's up from last year's eight. 2 will be on ESPN2 when they make the trip to LSU in March, which ah, oh, we have a tough decision to make there cuz it's like that's I think the second weekend of the NCAA basketball tournament and right. you, we're assuming that Arkansas will probably be playing basketball that weekend, but we really want to go watch the LSU series.
1: I'll be going to Baton Rouge. It's a matter of, if if you're joining me. <laughs> okay. Uh so
0: that's a predicament that we are in. Oh uh, you are yeah, I, I am in. Okay. Sorry. The Royal We. Any anything else that I should really hit? I, I don't want to miss some of the bigger headlines before we get into the nitty gritty of the
1: lineup and stuff like that. We good? Yeah, I mean we got our, our preseason guys. I mean Wiggins is the only guy who's hurt. Okay. Okay. That we know of.
0: So let's let's just go. Let's just go down our projected starting lineup, and then we'll add some other guys that we think are going to play as well.
1: This is based on what we've been seeing the first two weeks of scrimmages this year. I'll let you start. Leading off, our guest later this episode, number 12, Tavian Josenberger. Josenberger. This dude is a high-sock-wearing, like, prototypical leadoff guy. He is a switch hitter. Yes, he's a switch hitter. That's beautiful. He is. That's beautiful. Switch hitting leadoff guy, and I mean, really, the only thing you can say about him is he gets on base. He does.
0: I will say this: if you look at his stats from Kansas last year, take into account, keep this in mind, he had a back injury that he was dealing with, and go look at his freshman year stats when he was playing in center field because he played infield last year. Now he's going to play center field for the Raisebacks. He hit over three hundred as a freshman. He's not. He's not going to be like a super power guy. Um, even though he said he's worked on it, he's he's got some pop. But he's he, sneaky. but I'm he does he does. But I'm saying like this is just a dude who's gonna get on base, which is why he's the Moneyball guy. I like Tavian Josenberg.
1: He covers a lot of ground in center field too.
0: All right, uh, in the two hole, this is our projection by the way. Peyton Stovall. We kind of already talked about him. Think he's gonna have a huge year. Yeah, I
1: I don't I don't see why not.
0: Hey Christian, remember how you used to say Stovall's name? Just say it for the people.
1: Come on. Stovall. Stovall. That's why
0: <laughs> there's not a U in it. It's Stovall. <laughs> uh, here's a guy that team I team
1: captain Peyton Stovall. By the way.
0: Oh yeah, he's a, that's another thing. Team captains: Peyton Stovall, Jace Borfin, Zach Morris. Okay. Uh, here's a guy that I'm really
1: excited to watch: Caleb Callie. He uh, he'll have to make his his DHP de- debut before too long. Here. Yeah.
0: Good talker. Good third baseman. Great bat. He he transferred in from College of Central Florida, former Florida State Seminole. Uh, then COVID stuff happened. Uh, he went to a couple junior colleges. I mean, he was a Juco All-American last year, comes into Arkansas. I think he's probably been the best, like, off-season hitter. Oh, yeah. You know, fall season compared or com, com, fall season plus the preseason so far here in the spring, um, Caleb Cowley's probably the best bat on the team.
1: Yeah, let us, let, Statistically. Us, let us go back to the fall stats for a minute. From the games that we attended and the stats we compiled, I have Caleb Cali as the team leader in batting average at 419 in the fall. And then his first, they they've as as of this recording, they played five scrimmages this calendar year. The first four, he had multiple hits in all four games. Nice. I mean, uh, the dude rakes.
0: He's, he's a very talented hitter. He's also a very serviceable third baseman. If you're worried about that, he said, I mean, like he told reporters, he's played on the left side of the infield his whole life. He's worked a lot at third base this offseason. And I think he's gonna be your starting third baseman.
1: Yeah, I mean I haven't I haven't really seen any any reason to to believe otherwise. Like I, I was a little question curious yeah. about um about his defense in the fall. I remember he he dropped a, a what looked like a routine pop up. Um but I mean he's started at third base in every game this this winter and he's looked almost flawless over there. Yeah. And you know another thing to consider uh about Caleb Callie is is the fields he's played on in the past. Yeah. Like the quality of of playing surface in junior college probably not nearly as pristine as at Baumalker Stadium or and you know, everywhere else they'll play in the SEC this year. Yeah. Like you got rocks in the field you got a whole bunch of stuff to deal with that you won't be dealing with at Ballmarker Stadium. It'll be easier to field the ball.
0: Yeah. And, and really anywhere Arkansas is going to play. Exactly. Not, not just ball Walker. Exactly. Like you're opening the season at Globe Live Field. Major League Quality Field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, moving on. Brady Slavens, We got him slotted for cleanup. Christian, you want to give us your take on Brady Slavins? Expert, 100% healthy, by the way. Expert Christian over here.
2: <laughs> yeah, Brady's is one of my favorite players to watch on this in this lineup right now I'm super senior veteran good leader a lot of power from the left side I guess he's pretty much going to be playing first base I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that's he,
1: he will not be an outfielder as as originally listed on the <laughs> roster we so we got
0: the roster and he was listed in as, as an outfielder and we asked and it was the answer was yeah he's an outfielder and we we're like no he's not
2: <laughs> he's not. Okay, sorry. So similar to Peyton Stovall, I think, like you were saying earlier, Brady should have a good year yeah. and be set up hopefully for a decent, either draft or free agent signing after the season. Um, but yeah, he'll lead us hopefully deep in the playoffs.
0: Yeah,
1: and he's he's got the opposite field power too, right? Yeah. I mean, we everybody remembers the 436 foot home run in Omaha to dead center field. And then we we heard from from Dave last month said he was hitting the ball four hundred feet the other way uh in in January, so like he's it don't don't worry about a, a hangover from from uh the the surgery or the lingering rehab because he's he's back to full strength for sure
0: okay uh before we move on, I need to remind you about Matt Morris State Farm. He is a University of Arkansas alum, and he is your good neighbor because he provides you with surprisingly great rates. State Farm, car insurance, life insurance, whatever it is that you need, they provide it, and Matt Morris is the guy who's going to get it done for you anywhere in the state of Arkansas, not just specifically in central Arkansas, which is where he's located. If you give them a call, five zero one five six eight three two two two, you can talk about all of those options: life insurance, car insurance. I use State Farm. the The rates are very great, actually. If you if you do the quote thing, and get your quote from State Farm, I mean they were cheaper than everybody. So and and they're great. I don't have to worry about it. If if something goes wrong, they text me right away, and they're like, Hey, we need you to do this, and I get it done. So. Uh, you need to give Matt Morris a call, 501-568-3222. Get better rates and work with better people. Matt Morris State Farm. All right. Uh, up next, in the five hole, Jared Wagner, transferred
1: from Creighton. I think a lot of people are going to like Jared Wagner. Yeah. He uh, he didn't play much in the fall. He was dealing with a – I think it was a strained oblique. I know it was, it was some sort of oblique issue. Um, but he started the fall. He finished the fall. And now he's been slotting in in the five hole. Um, I mean, the guy has pop. He, like you said, played at Creighton, so he 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 knows how to hit home runs at one of the ballparks that plays the biggest in the country. Um, and and you know the surprising thing about Wegner to me is that he can run. Like you look at him, you see his build, and you don't you don't have him penciled in as a base stealer, but. Uh, I believe it was he. It was Thursday scrimmage. He stole, maybe not Thursday scrimmage, but he's he's been stealing bases.
0: Yeah. I, and Wagner is a guy that I think what you're going to get from him is he leads, he he lets his play do the talking. Yes. He seems like a
1: very quiet guy. You you heard Dave Van Horn say yeah pretty much exactly the same thing. Like he, he he doesn't need to tell you about what he can do. He just shows you what he can do.
0: And I think I think he. I mean, there's a reason he was picked as a preseason All-American. So, Jared Wagner, you're going to be wanting to look out for him. And rounding out the outfield, so we got Josenberger in center, leading off Wegner in left in the 5-hole, and then in the 6-hole, Jace Borfin in right field. Jace Borfin, man. The borifalorian <laughs> That's what we're calling him. The Borifalorian.
1: Jace uh, Borfin, by the way, who on Thursday at the scrimmage hit an opposite field home run.
0: Jace Borfin, I think he's going to have a... He's out to prove something. After last year, he had the injury, ran into a wall, into a wall in pregame, and every time Dave Van Horn has talked about it, he just says he takes that his it's, head over. It. He, he, I can't imagine how mad he was that that happened to Borfin, and Borfin was mad about it too. It, it basically derailed his entire season. Yeah, and so now he's coming into this year healthy. We know that he's talented. We know that the scouts like him.
1: Scouts like him,
0: that's and so sure. that's. That's a big thing.
1: Get another productive summer in the Cape Cod League. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, the Cape, the Cape Cod. He he, him and Peyton Soval, they were roommates.
1: Fallmouth Commodores. Yeah,
0: they apparently they like stayed
1: at a host like the same host house. And now they're team captains together. They are so, romance ain't dead. Okay. <laughs> uh,
0: in the seven hole, your starting catcher, Hudson Polk.
1: Yeah, this was a position battle that people had their eyes on, but uh you know, it's it's become evident that Hudson Polk is is gonna be the go to. I mean Van Horn's told us that you're gonna see both guys, but that's just how it goes with catcher. I mean, one guy's not gonna play all the games. Yeah. It's just not gonna happen. But Hudson Polk's the one with D one experience, power five experience. Uh not much, but you know
0: He was a backup on a college World
1: Series team. Exactly. So and and Again, defense is is huge with the catching position in in Van Horn's eyes, and and Polk appears to be the much cleaner guy behind the dish. Yeah. you know, throws out runners at a at a, at a higher clip, um, fewer wild pitches and pass balls, so saves his pitchers some work, and he he sort of controls the field.
0: I think it's tough from an Arkansas fan perspective for the people listening to this to go from. You know, Grant Cook, Casey Opitz, Michael Turner, and now a catcher that doesn't really have D1 experience.
1: Well, sure. But, I mean, Michael Turner was kind of an unknown before last year.
0: Yeah, but with Michael Turner, like, we heard that he should have been drafted. This guy's really good. And we... No offense to Hudson Polk whatsoever, but we haven't heard that. I mean, the kind of the, the
1: preseason comparisons are not the same.
0: No. Sure. And also, I we don't know that Hudson Polk is 100% going to be like your everyday starter. I think Parker Rowland, Right. A Juco transfer has a case to, you know, get some PT. I just don't know how much. Right. I don't think he's going to be the opening day starter, that's for sure. Right.
1: That's like I said, that's just the way it goes with catcher. Uh the the thing that Roland has working in his favor is that he's a switch hitter. He hasn't yeah. been super productive at the plate from from what we've seen over the off season, but um, you know, if you need to change things up, then that's that's going to be a way to do it. Go to a switch hitting bat.
0: All right. We got two more spots left. We've got the eight and nine hole. I don't think that we've really come to a conclusion. So you're looking at your shortstop, which is probably going to be John Bolton to start the season.
1: I have to imagine he's going to hit ninth. Okay. So just then based on the lineups that I've seen.
0: So then we're going to go with Kendall Diggs in the eight hole. I'm cool with As that. your DH, Kendall Diggs.
1: Yeah, uh, Kendall Diggs has yet to play with the starters during scrimmages, but um, I would attribute that to Dave Van Horn wanting him to get outfield reps. He This is something he said in the fall. That's where he sees Diggs playing professionally, so they want to get him used to that. And, and he's leading off the, the team of what appears to be reserves. So yeah. that, that tells you that he's very high on the list of guys who— are are in the running for that DH spot and you know what he's hitting the ball really really hard um, he had a couple of knocks Thursday he had a couple of knocks Monday I mean he he had a couple of knocks Sunday too so he's got six hits in his last three games as of this recording um, he's had some other ones that have been hit really hard that haven't fallen for hits
0: Kendall Diggs friend of the program
1: friend of the program he's been on this podcast before I hope he'll join us again. He's a great interview. Kendall Diggs in your eight hole and
0: in the nine hole, your shortstop, John Bolton. Transfer from Austin P.
1: Probably the most watched position battle of the offseason.
0: And most surprising, I would say.
1: Yeah, a lot of people um, a lot of people were expecting Harold Cole to win the job. The guy from San Jacinto came along with Hunter Holland. Um, man, Harold Cole hits the ball hard. He does. But John Bolton
0: is the better fielder.
1: That is that is not what Dave Van Horn is looking for out of a shortstop. He, no. he wants the better defender. Uh, I don't think Cole is bad necessarily, but... he's. I, I think he's raw. Sure. I think he's raw. Sure. I think Bolton's probably ahead of him now, but Cole could have the better potential. Um, yeah. But like I said, Bolton's ahead of him now. Like, Bolton's making the plays that need to get made. Cole's not necessarily making errors, but... All the plays that Bolton is making, he's not making, it seems.
0: Yeah. The
1: and and the thing
0: that I think of course the defense, but also Bolton has been hitting the
1: ball. He's he's doing enough at the plate yeah. to make sure he wins that job.
0: Yeah. It's not like Bolton is just like significantly worse at the plate as far as like output right now. Right. I think if we're talking potential, it's definitely Cole.
1: Sure. But I mean the thing is he's been hitting in the nine hole for a reason, like he's relative to the rest of the team yeah that's the weak link like i hate to use that term but yeah you know um okay
0: so let's talk about some guys that you know could potentially find their way into the lineup at some point because there there are some we've mentioned cole (sighs) and roland we have uh you have the two freshmen jason jones and mason neville who are very talented um I mean, let's. I guess we can spend some time on them.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jason Jones has hit one of the hardest balls we've seen all fall. What 117,
0: 117 off, off the, the bat. bat?
1: Yeah, 400. I don't know how many feet. The moonshot. It was a moonshot. The dude hits the ball hard. Um, we probably talked about him on the last episode because we were doing a post draft, and it was a big deal that he didn't get drafted, as I recall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he can play both corner infields. Uh, that's where that's where we've seen him so far looks fine in the field mm-hmm. um and we know he's got a really powerful bat so um you know he's he's one of those guys you you probably expect to see in the midweeks so that he can get some reps and uh he he's going to be valuable maybe you know maybe not extensively this year but he's going to be valuable at some point in the future for this for this Arkansas team
0: yeah Mason Neville uh, he, he'll play in center field if he's playing. Um, he's fast. He's very fast. We haven't really. I mean, you can tell he's a freshman. Yes. you can tell he's really talented, but he's also a freshman. You've seen those freshman mistakes, but you've also seen those little sparks where you're like, okay, this dude's gonna be good.
1: The first game we played, we saw him play in the fall it was incredible. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can go go back and find the stat line because it was it was really remarkable. And then he he had a patch during the fall where. You know he struck out about nine or ten consecutive at bats, and yeah. you know Dave always talks about this. He was like, "Oh, you know it's it's really hard here." Um, he, he compared it to to Caden Wallace's first fall, um, so you know maybe that's that's not ideal because he, he went through a slump. But to earn a Caden Wallace comparison as a freshman, it's, that's got to count for something, right? Yeah. Neville, Neville, Neville. He had a triple in his first game. He Homered in his next game. I gotta find him. Anyway, he had he had a okay. triple and a Homer his first two games. Okay. So it was it was noteworthy.
0: Cool. Um we don't have a whole lot of time left and we haven't even talked about pitchers yet. So we've got to uh other names to watch. Ben McLaughlin. You could see him get in at some point, probably DH. Talented yep. hitter. Uh, doesn't just... strike out. No, he was a JUCO All-American last year. I think he was a Gold Glover too. I think he won the JUCO Gold Glove at third, third? base. Third. I think third. it was third. Uh, let's see: Peyton Holt, um, Reese Robinette, Hunter Grimes. Those are some other names that uh, you should keep an eye on. I don't think we can talk about pitching staff because we still got to talk to Tavian Josenberger. So maybe we do that on Friday because by then we'll probably know the yeah. the rotation. And then you go. I mean, I think we know the rotation. McIntyre, Smith, Holland, in some order, but we'll we'll get more out of this week, and then we'll we'll talk about pitchers on Friday.
1: It sounds like a plan.
0: Because we got to get to Tavian Josenberger, and before we do, Matt Morris State Farm, State Farm Life Insurance for all that matters to you. They provide that life insurance, and they also give you that great car insurance and those great rates. You can go get a quote from State Farm. Get a quote from Matt Morris because he's going to uh, help you out here locally, not just in central Arkansas, but all across hog country. Give him a call, 501-568-3222. Matt Morris, State Farm. He's your good neighbor, and he'll give you those surprisingly great rates. Once again, the number 501-568-3222. All right, here's Tavian Josenberger.
3: The Diamond Hawks Podcast is the premier racerback baseball podcast.
0: All right, we now welcome on Tavian Josenberger, transfer from Kansas. He's gonna start in center field for Arkansas this year. Tavian, welcome to the Diamond Hawks Podcast. First question, just let's start general. Why'd you choose Arkansas?
3: Um As soon as I entered the portal and uh Coach Thompson hit me up. Um you know i've i've always wanted to come to arkansas even in high school when i they recruited me a little bit they recruited me a little bit in high school and i always wanted to come here but it run it wasn't the right fit for me um out of high school honestly i don't think i was good enough um, but as soon as i came on a visit you know i i knew this was a place for me from from the stadium the college town the coaches the the facilities everything so
1: so you dealt with that back injury last year during uh, during your sophomore season. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how that affected your play on the field and uh, h- how you feel uh, so far this offseason going into 2023?
3: Yeah, um, I'd say I, I, I started feeling it pretty much halfway through the season. Um, just played through it, played through it, and it kept getting worse. Um, ended up getting it checked out a week before the season was over. Um, we got diagnosed, but uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like i didn't didn't play as well as I could have last year, and I don't want to blame that on my back. I don't like using that as an excuse, but I feel like it definitely hindered my performance a little bit um but yeah, now now I'm healthy, ready to go, so
0: so for the Arkansas fans who aren't the die hard baseball fans and they've you know showed up to the scrimmages, watched you, seen you play, for those who haven't seen you play. Kind of talk through what can they expect from Tavian Josenberger.
3: Um, I think they can expect me to to set the tone a little bit. Um, in that leadoff spot for sure. Um, bring energy. Um, and play loose. That's what that's what I like to do. I like to keep the locker room loose, keep the dugout loose, and, and uh, yeah, bring the energy.
1: Now, how about Tavian Josenberger off the field? Who who are you? What do you do? Uh, for fun what, what do you enjoy outside of baseball
3: um I like to do a lot of things I like to uh hang out with my teammates hang out with my friends um let's see I like to golf
1: play you found any good courses in Fayetteville yet would you say have you found any good courses in Fayetteville yet
3: um there's one that I, that I uh, still need to play there's a lot of nine-hole courses here which is just kind of weird but I haven't played a full eighteen here yet, but we're gonna get on that.
0: All right. Um, so we've heard that you're you're a big leader within the locker room. Uh I, I can't remember who said it, but they said you were a leader in the weight room. You know, you just kinda get the guys pumped up. What's that all about?
3: Um, I'd say I just I like to bring the energy. Um, especially when we're in the weight room. I like to I like to yell a little bit, get the guys pumped up, but yeah, I'm kind of a kind of a louder guy. I would say in the locker room, so I guess it comes with that. Right.
1: So I want to circle back to something you said earlier. Um, you know, the, just the journey to Arkansas. It seems like there are a lot of guys uh, from the Kansas City area, and and it seems like uh, you know that that theory was uh, cemented yesterday after the scrimmage. There was a little uh, little tomahawk chop going in the in the post game huddle. Uh, Do you guys have like a little Super Bowl watch party or anything? All you guys from KC. Uh.
3: We had we had a couple people over at our house and then there was I feel like there was pretty much two different watch parties. Um I couldn't watch it with too many people because I was I was stressing pretty much the whole game. So uh yeah, we had a, we had a couple people over though. It was fun. It was fun. It was a good
1: win. Who'd you have over?
3: Um we had Mason over, we had Jace over, Jared, um Parker Rowland. So yeah, just a couple guys, not not too many. I, I couldn't watch it with the Eagles fans, so
0: <laughs> Dude, I'm the, that? I'm the same way. I didn't invite anybody over to my house for the part. I'm a Chiefs fan, so it was just it was just me and my wife. Uh yeah, you're right. It was a stressful game, but I'm I'm glad they won. Um I don't know if you saw this in the fall. I put out a uh a press release from the Diamond Hawks podcast. You are the Moneyball guy. And I don't, I mean, so last year, Zach Gregory, he was, he was on Arkansas. I don't know how much Arkansas baseball you watched, but he was just really good at getting on base. And so if, if it's okay with you and I, really I've already done it, but I've declared you the money ball guy for this year.
3: Yeah, no, I I did see that. I did see that. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take that title for sure.
0: So what that means is we're going to have your back all season and Every time you get on base, I'm gonna tweet out the clip. So, I mean, it's it's gonna. I, I I love Zach. You know, like Zach, great guy, great player, but he never came on the podcast. So I really appreciate you coming on the podcast, and just want to throw it out there that when you get on base, I got you, man.
3: Oh, hopefully, it's a lot
0: of
1: tweets. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On that topic, uh, I'm I'm curious where where does Moneyball rank on your list of baseball movies? Um it's
3: definitely definitely top five maybe top three up there with like 42 um major league i'm a big major league guy yeah yeah it's up there it's definitely top five it might yeah it's top five we'll we we'll stick with that
0: okay i mean that's fair enough that's fair enough um let's let's talk about this team though we we've gotten the tavian josenberger stuff out of the way what are you expecting out of this team because you know with arkansas it, it almost seems like college world series are bust but how are you feeling going into friday
3: feeling good i'm feeling good i'm feeling excited excited to play somebody else um i think this team definitely has a lot to prove just because it's pretty much all new guys um but I think I think we have a a, a good shot to be really good. So uh,
1: we were talking to Hunter Holland after yesterday's scrimmage, and he he mentioned that uh, he he had faced you guys like fourteen or fifteen times in in the off season, and so I imagine it's it's getting old for him. Um, and and you mentioned it too. You know, you're ready to play somebody else. But uh, what what have you seen out of this pitching staff that you've seen so many times now?
3: Um. Well, it's never fun. It is. <laughs> Realistically, it's never fun facing really any of those guys. Um but I feel like we're we're super deep. If one guy's struggling, I mean we have a whole bunch of guys that can come in and pick him up. Um yeah, I feel like honestly, this pitching staff has prepared us hitters for the season for everybody else better than a, a lot of teams. So uh yeah, I feel like this the staff has a really good chance to be to be top in the country for sure.
0: Well, so yeah, you have that, but then you have the loss of Jackson Wiggins. How tough was that? You know, for the team as a whole to to learn that you know he's not going to play with you all the rest of the year. Yeah, it was tough.
3: It was yeah, it was super tough in the locker room that day. Um, I think everybody just just felt really bad for him. Um, we were more worried about him than than we were for for us and. The season, you know, because I feel like we have guys that can step up um, and, and fill that role. But yeah, man, it's just terrible. I feel super bad for him, but he he's a strong guy. He'll come back. He'll come back even better for sure.
1: Lightening things up a little bit, uh, uh, the, the facility in right field that you guys have. Uh, we had a lot of uh, players on last year that that told us that they had some uh, ping pong games get pretty intense. I'm curious, is that is that still a very popular activity with the
3: 2023 Hogs? 100%. 100%. Yes.
1: A lot of ping pong being played in the locker room. Who are the most intense players? Um,
3: Stowball's good. Stowball's real good. My roommate, Caleb's good. Parker Rowland's good. I mean, there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys that are good. I I think I'm all right, and I probably don't even crack the top ten, honestly. So,
1: you so you said your roommates with Caleb Callie?
3: Yeah, yeah, he's one of them.
1: How's how's that going?
3: Good, good. He's a he's a good guy. We we chat back and forth all the time just for fun, but no, he's a good guy. I love
0: him. I wanted I wanted to ask you about Caleb because I I feel like you know. The Razorback fan base is starting to hear his name a little bit more, but you know he's a JUCO transfer. Not not a whole lot of people really know about Caleb Cowley yet, but I I feel like they will. What do you see from him, uh, especially at the plate?
3: Yeah, I mean he just has a a special hit tool for sure. I mean, I feel like it's every at bat he's catching a barrel and he's hitting one in the seats or he's on second base with a double. I mean it's it's special for sure. Sometimes I even go to him. And ask him, ask him to help me with my swing, you know, I don't know, but no, he's, yeah, he can, he can really swing it.
1: He, uh, he sure can. He hit one 110 miles an hour, 443 feet yesterday. That was crazy. Um, now I said, I know Mason said that, uh, we're, we're done with Tavian questions, but I do have one more for you individually. Your socks. Sometimes they're up. Sometimes they're not. What's up with that?
3: Well, honestly, I just started rolling them up because my pants were big, um, <laughs> And it's kind of a hassle, kind of a hassle to roll them up every day. So I got tired of it, and I, uh, I just started wearing them down. I was wearing Harold's pants, but um, they're gonna be up. They're gonna be up all season. So,
0: all right, man. Um, I so I want to, I want to kind of talk about in the fall. We met your parents, and we were so we were sitting on the concourse, and uh we were talking about Tavian Josenberger, you know, how uh, we thought you were going to be the money ball guy. Like we like you in that leadoff spot. And then your mom turns around and she's like, yeah, I've heard he's a pretty good player. And we are like, yeah, we like watching him. And she was, and then she was like, that's my son. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. So it, I mean, like, I don't, we didn't have anything bad to say, but it, it was good that we were talking good about you.
3: Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I yeah. Um, Talk about your family. I mean, how happy were they for you, you know, when you when you came to Arkansas and are you expecting them to be, you know, around for most of the games? How does that work?
3: Yeah, they were they were definitely super happy for me and super excited. Um I feel like once we when we walked out of DVH's office on my visit, um they were like, "Why didn't you why didn't you pull the trigger?" <laughs> like they were almost more excited than I was. Um but although no, I think they've already booked a lot of plane tickets, a lot of hotels so far, so they'll be at pretty much every game.
1: Awesome. I mean, that's, that's all.
0: I'm good, yeah. All right, Tavian. Well, we appreciate your time, man. Like I said, moneyball tweet every time you get on base. Uh, a lot. I'm excited about it. So uh, looking forward to it, man. Best of luck this season.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're listening to the Diamond Hogs Podcast with Mason Choate and Robert Stewart.
0: Big thanks to Tavian Josenberger. Excited to watch him play. Excited to be able to continue the Moneyball clip with Tavian Josenberger.
1: I wouldn't have it any other way.
0: It lives on. Uh, all right, so Friday we're going to talk pitchers. We're going to preview the College Baseball Showdown. We're going to be going to the College Baseball Showdown, courtesy
1: of Matt Moore, State Farm. Hopefully you'll listen on your way to Arlington.
0: Yes, if you are going, make sure that you have State Farm Insurance. Because State Farm is going to be covering us as we're traveling, and we're thankful for Matt Morris and Matt Morris State Farm. The number is 501-568-3222. They don't just have car insurance. They also have life insurance to make sure you cover all those things that you love and cherish. So call Matt Morris. Get set up with State Farm. Great rates. He'll give you a quote. They'll hook you up. 501-568-3222. All right, Christian, I'll let you get two questions in. Or statements, whatever you want.
2: Okay, cool. So I have some more around the SEC topics that I wanted to bring up. Um, first of all, the 10-run rule after the 7th. What are your thoughts on that? Dumb. Dumb,
1: okay. I get the premise, like you want to save arms, but it's a 9 and in game. I'm a, I'm a baseball purist. I don't know what to say. Ro-
0: Robert's a baseball purist. I'm a married man. Getting home sooner would probably help yeah I right agree. robert's a baseball purist i if if the game if it was a ten run game in the seventh inning or after the seventh inning, I wouldn't be upset if they
1: called it that's like, the thing is like once we get to that point, then maybe I'll reevaluate my stance, yeah, but as of now i'm like i I'm with Dave Van Horn, I like regular baseball
2: yeah they kinda do they kinda already do that with the midweek stuff
1: no they 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 can it can be consensual between the two. Um, head coaches, but it rarely happens, right? Like they they have to agree to it before the game starts. I think. I think or, yeah. Like if there's weather that's coming in, or or it's getaway day or whatever, something like that.
2: Okay, thanks. And then um, the other thing I want to talk about is our first road matchup besides the showdown is at LSU, like we talked about on national TV for that whole series. It looks like. What are your thoughts on Tommy White and Paul Skeens? Right,
0: dude. Paul Skeens, who, I mean, I, I'll admit, I was one that was convinced he was going to come to Arkansas.
1: I thought he was. I, I had a story written in yeah. in the event that that he did. But. And then he goes to LSU.
0: The Tigers are loaded. It's going to be a tough matchup.
1: Yeah, it you is. You just hope be a that
0: Arkansas has their pitching figured out by then,
1: right? Which, you know, that's more than a month into the season. You would hope they they will. The box. It'll be it'll be week two of SEC play. The box. I'm go excited the, to go to the box.
0: Go into the box. The box.
1: All right, that's all I got
2: for today. Um I'm again I'm just excited to be back in studio with you guys and looking forward to the season. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun one and not to get too depressing, but we're not really sure. <clears throat> we're not really sure, I guess, moving after this season what's gonna happen with
1: the podcast. We'll, we'll here, cross that not. bridge when we get to it. But,
0: by, by the way, I guess we should just go ahead and tell everybody, like our loyal listener listeners who are still listening right now. Robert, you're not going to be here in the postseason. Yeah. The, heck, the heck am I going to do? Yeah. I can't do this with Christian.
2: Yeah, I know. I don't. I can't do it with just Mason. I need Robert here to help keep keep us grounded.
0: <laughs> Robert provides the stats.
2: That is true. It's true. I
0: I can't look. I cannot be the nerd. I just can't. No, no. I'm not saying like. I'm saying like. Actually, it's not because I don't want to. Like, I cannot. It's just not me. Like, I understand. I don't do it. Maybe I get no. Hutch doesn't work for us anymore. With us, I mean, Hutch never worked for us.
2: We'll cross that it, bridge yeah. when it comes. It's to gonna up, be I you guess. and me, Christian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It'll be fun. We'll when we'll figure it out and. um Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, I'll miss Robert for sure. I don't know about you, but I, hey,
1: look, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I still have some uh, loopholes that I will attempt to jump through to to stick around at least from afar. Mm. But we'll see. Mm. I suppose, suppose Mason has to consent to that first. Yeah, he seems not too keen on the idea. So, <laughs>
0: well, we'll see. There's a lot of baseball to be played until then. Exactly. So, uh, tell your friends. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a like. Leave us a review. Um. Yeah, send us DMs if you want. Like, I I answer my DMs. I'm at Cho Mason on Twitter. He's at Stew 32 on Twitter. Christian, are you just Christian Cheatham? I don't
2: know. Chris Cheatham, I think. I don't oh, okay. have
0: to look at it. Uh, and we also have the Diamond Hogs Podcast Twitter account. You can DM us there as well, at Diamond Hogs Pod. That's H-A-W-G-S. Okay. Uh, until we talk to you on Friday, make sure you're going to Hogbeat.com. We'll have all that baseball coverage for you. Everything that you miss if you're a diehard Razorback baseball fan, make sure you go to hogbeat.com. Okay,
3: talk to everybody on Friday. You've been listening to the Diamond Hogs Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Chote Mason and at DRStew32.